friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your podcast for IT business support, where we talk about product stories and tips, all in an effort to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. And one of the things that we don't get to talk about enough is how we can make ourselves more effective as the business leader, the business owner, manager, or even just simple time management. So one of the things that I'm trying to do this year is get more people on the show that could help us in that respect. That is what I'm doing today. And I'm introducing a new guest to our community. Kadira Muhammad is in the house. Kadira, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be able to speak with your audience. All right. So I just recently met you and I think you've got some good things out there that could help uh, a lot of my listeners. So why don't we begin with, I found a title on one of your sites, and I don't know if this is what you go by, but it, is, it says that you're a marketing automation engineer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my original titles I was starting to, uh, to use maybe earlier in the year, and I kind of refined it since then. But, um, but I can tell you, listeners, what a what a marketing automation engineer even is, because a lot of people hear that and they're like, wow, what's that? Because <laughs> nobody usually uses it. But uh, a marketing auto- auto- uh, automation engineer is just simply somebody who is in charge of creating and documenting um, the marketing systems of a company. So that could be the lead generation systems. That could be how they, uh, once a lead comes into, you know, whatever they're maybe CRM, database, whatever they use to send emails and text marketing uh, uh, messages to people, actually creating the flow of it. What emails get sent? What messages get sent? Where do we put people? uh, You know, what landing pages do we create? They're not always the person that creates those items, but they create the flow of it. They kind of create the entire workflow. So that way, all the other individuals who maybe actually create the emails actually create the landing pages. They know where everything fits inside of there. Okay. Well, I think my listeners kind of understand that a lot of them are into the social media marketing and trying to automate that has been something that we've talked about before in the show, but I want to go to the fact that you said you've kind of pivoted and redefined, uh, which is where I think we're going to spend the most of our time talking about. And what is the actual title and name of your business right now? Right. So uh, my title is a systems implementation engineer. And the title of my company is actually called Succeeding with Systems. Okay. And when we talked in the pre-show, it was more about helping people like me, uh, business owners, learn to automate all those tasks, all those manual things in our business that eat away at our time. Um, so tell me how you got started into you know pivoting in that direction and what types of things are we talking about? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the best place to start is when I initially started to kind of run my business back in 2019. Um, back in 2019, it was like six months before I graduated college and I'm applying for jobs and quite frankly, nobody's calling back. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? I worked at all these different places during college. Nobody's responding. And I had already had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. And I just decided, well, if nobody's going to hire me, I'm going to hire me. <laughs> and um, I went into consulting. I actually started off in the digital marketing world. And I did that for about two years, kind of helping people with paid advertising and everything. But then 
I started pivoting in about early 2021 because all of my digital marketing clients also needed help with just more of automating their processes. So what I mean by that is, even though I helped them bring in a new lead, right, a new name, a phone number, somebody who's interested in their services, then the clients will have issues of, well, when do I call them? How do I call them? You know, uh, what happens after I call them? What if they don't sign up? What do we do with that? How we take? How do we take the uh, the best advantage of these leads that are coming in because they're spending money on them? And so then I started creating these automatic emails, automatic text messages, letting them know to utilize different software. And then of course they're like, "Well, I don't want to put that together, Kadir. Can you just do that for me?" And I'm like, "Sure, I absolutely can." So I had a real knack for it already, and that's what initially made me pivot in, from like a digital marketer to a marketing automation engineer. But then, uh, that's earlier this year in 2022, I realized I'm like, hmm, it's not just marketing automation that people need assistance with, it's also the operations of it. Uh, And that's really a broader aspect because it covers more of business. You know, usually if you don't have automation in marketing, you probably still need automation in project management, right, client retention. Um, ways to just make it easier so that way every single facet of your business is taken care of without the business owner having to be in that you know exact field doing it themselves. So I fell in love with that and I realized kind of marketing automation was too limiting. And that's why I brought it up to systems implementation because that covers the whole scope of the business. Okay. So is it something where once you got people these leads once they got either the sales or even if they didn't get a sale, as you mentioned, where, you know, what if somebody doesn't buy the whole idea was to keep them in the pipeline somehow. And they didn't know how to do that. Did, did these people not have a CRM or something along those lines? Sometimes, sometimes they wouldn't have a CRM or they would have it, but they just weren't really using it. They weren't taking advantage of the full scope. Um, it's a lot of people who I, you know, they'll message us, they'll send us emails and they'll ask us like, Hey, you know, I have a CRM. I'm like, okay, what are you doing with it though? How are you contacting these people? And that's where it's kind of like, Oh, uh, well, I had a CRM. They're there. I'm like, that's great. But if you're not really using it. And when I say using it, I mean, actually speaking to your leads and customers, giving them more ways to be educated by you, to be nurtured by your company. So they feel more comfortable buying whatever product or service you're trying to sell them. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to Kadira Muhammad, who is helping us learn how to automate our business, not just with the things that we normally think about, but just simply in, you know, the things that we don't think about, like customer retention and stuff like that. So Kadira, when you started to make that shift, it seems as though a lot of the things should have been easy. If, if people already had a CRM, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these CRMs now, I don't, I don't have one. So let me. Throw that <laughs> oh, wait, then we, we have to talk after, Mark. <laughs> we have to talk after. <laughs> but are a lot of these CRMs, do they not already have some of these types of systems built into them? They do. They do. A a lot of them do. So like the HubSpot is an example of a CRM that helps people, uh, you know, send automatic emails and SMS messages. Um, Another popular one like ActiveCampaign. It's been around for a very long time. Does the same thing as well. I think the, the issue isn't really that 
the CRMs themselves don't have the tech or the ability to send out these messages, but it's actually building that within them and taking the time to think about that and actually consider the whole process, right? So it's not so much as just like sending out one email and sending out one text and you're just kind of doing it on the fly, doing it when you remember. But you want to have, I think it really starts with considering what do you, what do you really want to have happen? And big picture, what does that look like? So what I mean by that is most people don't design a, a workflow that takes a customer through, you know, whatever series of emails, be that as it may, what's the real goal? You want, you want to get them to click to go somewhere else. That's the point of an email. You get them to read it, they click, and ideally, they either go to some other education material, maybe like a video on YouTube that you, that you posted, or a podcast episode, right, that, you, that you've been releasing. But after that, how are you getting them to, take, to, to go to the next step? After they watch a video, after they listen to an episode, after they've read your email, how do you get them to become a customer? Or how do you get them to join your community? Whatever that is. Most people maybe have the CRM or they've thought about it, they've seen it. It's very capable, but the CRM doesn't design your business's specific workflow. We have to actually do that. And that's where a lot of people are really missing. All right. Now, how deep in the weeds do you go with these people? Because I have to imagine that you don't always know you know, everything about their business. If they come to you for marketing in the beginning and, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you get an idea of the products or the services. Um, you get an idea of, you know, how many leads they they want to generate and stuff. But in terms of helping them beyond that, how deep in the weeds do you get with them? That's a good question. Um, it it kind of depends on how they approach me. So uh, most of my clients right now are strictly like systems oriented only. I don't usually help them with their lead generation because most of them have a way of bringing in leads. They just need a way to optimize what what they're doing right now. With all of my clients, I always try to figure out what is their big vision? What's their big goal? What's what's the thing that they really want? Because it's not just more money. We all can say that we would like more money. We would all like to increase that. And that's great. But what do you want to do with it? Right? Um, my, My goal isn't simply to help my clients make more money. It's really about the time and giving them the ability to use their time in a way that they haven't been able to do before. Because time is really our greatest asset because it's the only thing you can't get back up, right? You can get back more money. If I lost a hundred today, I could actually get another hundred dollars. But if I wasted an hour, I don't get that hour back. And so my goal is always help them get more time, more of their time back. And I need to understand their vision. Once I understand their vision, then I do an audit of their particular processes. So I ask them, what are the top three most frustrating parts of your business? Sometimes they'll tell me, you know, dealing with customer support requests that's taking up a lot of their time. Or maybe there's, you know, emails aren't getting sent out, you know, messaging isn't getting sent out. They may have this large database, but like nobody's doing anything there and they just feel like it's being wasted. Something like that. Then I'll go into that specific part of their company. And I'll look at it from the inside out. I'm asking questions. I'm interviewing staff members. I want to know what's going on there. So then I can start to help them craft a better experience. It can go deeper from there, like hitting the other as, uh, other facets of their business. But I usually start just right in that particular department. 
Okay. Now you mentioned earlier helping people get time back. So uh, I'll need to let the listeners know that you've got a YouTube channel that I'm going to put a link into. And when I first looked at it, it looked like a lot of it was based on saving people time. Absolutely. Um, in, in fact, I believe your title is Automation Tech and Systems, right? Correct. And a lot of it seems to be just utilizing tools that are available, some free, some not, mm-hmm. on how we can automate some of our stuff. So let's talk about that a little bit. And one that I think my listeners will know a lot about because techs all know about Zapier. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it looks like you've done an entire series on helping people learn to use Zapier and allow it to help us, you know, automate all those things. So Absolutely. it was, was that one of the tools that you came across that it seems everybody needs? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been using Zapier for about three years now, and it's a life changer for me. When I first uh, learned of it, it's still a life changer now. Um, For anybody, I know everybody here probably knows how Zapier works. Basically, the glue of the internet, right? Connecting one automation to or one tool, one app to another and being able to send data between the both of them. Um, it's been an, an integral part of my business. I almost have every single client who comes to me who isn't already using Zapier. I have them use it because I need it in order to create whatever system I'm making for them or whatever process we're creating for them. Um, it, it, it's way too connected to not use. And for anybody who doesn't know, if you have two apps and are not already integrated together, you need to still be able to pass data through them. And that's how Zapier can do that without you having to manually do all those processes. It, it saves me tons of time. I think now I have about maybe 250, 300 different apps um, in my own, uh, uh, in my own um, Zapier. For your own on. business? For my own business, yes. Okay. Now, um, let me throw a curveball at you. What do you think has been the most unusual or the most, um, I don't want to say complicated because I don't think that's the right word, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to talk about just the typical Zapier use. What's the most you know unusual or the most uh, that you've been able to get out of a Zapier in- implementation? Yeah, I think it's, it probably has to be one of my onboarding zaps. Um, okay. This one zap, I think it has eight, tw- 20, maybe 25 tasks inside of it. It's a lot happening in this one zap. Um, and what it does is essentially when somebody signs up with me and after they fill out my onboarding form, there's a lot of steps that happens after that. So it includes creating new folders, creating new whole documents to send to them to sign. Then they sign it back. Then it goes into my next automation. I get a notification. I create another folder. I make another file. I make a whole other document. Um, I also have my project management tool called Asana, which I use for my personal business. Um, We create a whole different project for that client. We have all of these tasks inside of that project. My project management team now gets notified. Everybody's getting these notifications all at the same time. And it's through this like 30 something tasks that, which normally I wouldn't make for a lot of people just because if one thing goes wrong, the whole, you know, the whole zap might actually stop. But this one, I've actually did a lot of work to make it as seamless as possible and as easy as possible. So that way, 
even if there are little mistakes, it doesn't mess up the whole uh, flow of it. So it's, it's one of my longest ones. It's uh, It was the most fun to make. <laughs> okay, let's go back. So I'm one of those people where I, I hear about a lot of stuff. I may dabble briefly in it. Zapier is one of those where I've looked at it. I've set up a couple, but you mentioned one zap has eight different steps. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, talk to me like I'm a five year old because. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, when you say a zap, yes. Explain what that is. So, a zap is um, how do I think about it? How do I want to think about it? You can think about it like a house. We can actually think of it. I'm, I'm going to try to use a metaphor here. Okay. So, I have zap, a house. <laughs> you have one house, right? And we only have one house. That's the only thing that we're dealing with, right? You might have multiple zaps, multiple houses, okay? But inside of that house, there are tasks. Think of it like rooms inside the house, okay? And so each task is coming one after another, and they each can be connected to different apps, right? They don't all have to be the same thing. So when I say I had one zap that had like 30 tasks, I'm talking about one house that has like 30 rooms in there. and all the lights are working in all the rooms. They all have AC. They all have heat. They all work. And they all have bathrooms. And they all have everything that, they, that you would need inside of a room, right? And so some people have, you know, maybe one house and it has two rooms inside of it. Me, because I'm a nerd like that, uh, I, I wanted to make one house with 30 rooms inside of it. And it worked out very well. And it's all the rooms are able to have people inside of them. And it's all working without that house having uh, complete destruction, if you could think of it like that. Okay. So obviously a zap can have multiple tasks inside. Now, mm -hmm. are these set up in some sort of order? Can they all happen at once? Do they happen in a sequential order? Can you can you set aside, you know, how much time between zaps happen? I mean, is it that intense? Yes. Yeah, so um Zaps and the tasks inside of them do happen in sequential order. So it's, it follows a if this, then that kind okay. of performance. So it all starts with what's called an action. In my case of this you know, example I'm using, when somebody fills out one of my onboarding forms, that is what sets off the entire rest of the sequence. And so it's all, all of my tasks are just one after another. But the thing before it has to happen before the next action can happen. So they can't skip. Okay. Can't skip. But you did ask about, you know, if there can be like delays or wait times. There can be. But that also has to be in sequential order. So to give you an example, if I had somebody who filled out a form and maybe right after they filled out the form, I could have a wait step that says, you know, we're going to wait 30 minutes before the rest of the series is going to happen. You can do that as well. Okay. Can you do like days in yes. between the delay? You can do days. I think you can do weeks okay. as well. Um, hours, minutes. I don't think seconds though. I don't think you can do seconds. All right. You just taught me something about Zap. Good. <laughs> and folks, to get more information on that, I said I'd have the link in the uh, show notes, youtube.com. Kadira Muhammad is the page. And I will put a link to that in there. And you can learn all about Zapier, which Obviously, I'm going to need to go do yes. that going. Now, you also mentioned Asana, and that is another tool that I've heard about. And did you say that was a project management type tool? Correct. 
yes, Asana is what I personally use to manage my company's projects and manage my clients' projects. All right. I'm Googling right now as we... uh... (laughs) (laughs) There's a... I know there's a lot of different um, tools out there. You, you might be familiar with like Trello. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ClickUp is another one that's becoming very popular, but it's essentially just a tool that allows us to keep track of the tasks of people's assignments when it comes to any you know number of projects that you have. Um, okay. Yeah. So it sounds like you can do all of these in terms of helping us figure out how we can use them in our business. So how to, how to do proper zaps, how to use Asana Trello. Uh, You mentioned something earlier that tweaked my interest text message on demand. Yes. You describe that a little more for us. Oh, absolutely. So similar to email marketing, the goal is to send more emails, um, you know, in an automated fashion to people. Text messages is uh, text message marketing follows the same process, except you're using SMS marketing. And I'm surprised not enough people are talking about it because nowadays people are so used to being inundated with a bunch of emails, marketing emails, work emails, family emails, invites, newsletters, all of that. But we haven't really taken advantage of using our phones because Number one, we're on our phones more. And personally, I'm more likely to open up an SMS message than I am an email. Um, but it, you do have to do it in a proper way because you can't just send people you know, two, three emails or, or two, three text messages in a day. But it, it should be a part of everybody, everybody's kind of marketing arsenal and their ability to talk to their community and keep them involved in what's happening. So the first thing I thought about is... The spam aspect you said, because I know that I do get spam messages in my text and it is annoying, but there are times where people will use it as, you know, I think we're more familiar that if you go buy a product mm-hmm. and you need to have it delivered, well, they'll set you up with a text message so that they'll alert you, hey, your you know product is on the way. Uh, Amazon does that. Um, conferences will use that if you're you know, want to answer a poll, hey, pull out your phones and, you know, right. text one, two or three to this number. But you're talking about using this more as a customer service tool. Exactly. So what types of things can we actually use this text messaging on demand for? Yeah, you can technically send people a message about anything. But in my opinion, I think you should be sending messages about kind of company announcements. Um, any new, whatever is, you know, might be happening. Maybe it's a new product, maybe it's an extension. It can be sales related, but you got to be careful um, because you have to consider how you got that phone number from that person. So if they signed up for a lead magnet, you know, maybe you're selling an ebook or you have like a course, whatever it is, then they're obviously interested in your content. And then you can be, you know, you can send them more text message material about that content or that subject. That makes sense. Okay. But if they only got that number because if you scraped it, because some people do that, you know, you scrape a lot of emails, you may scrape phone numbers. And uh, I always get somebody asking me about if I want to sell my house on some street that I've never lived on, (laughs) that I, in a city, I am not connected to at all. Um, and you can do that, but you're going to get a lot of people saying, stop, block, 
spam, whatever, yeah. because they didn't give you their phone number. You just found it somewhere. So yeah, I probably got, I, I refan, uh, refinanced my house last year and I probably got you know, yeah. three, 400 texts, you know, Hey, looking for money. And I'm actually now getting people calling the business going, Hey, at one time you looked for capital. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I now, that was really heavy back in like last year. I used to get a lot of texts about, you know, capital, do you need a loan? Mm-hmm. Do you need us to do your PPP stuff or something like that? Um, a lot of those. It's funny because I literally just got a message on my phone. I saw the little notification. Somebody just asked me about, again, another house in Ohio because I'm originally from Ohio. And okay. No at all. It's in a city I don't even know. Like, I don't know how you got this number, but no. Not at all am I interested in selling this house. I know a little bit about Ohio. There's a ton of small cities there. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that after the off the air because uh, I have Ohio questions now. Oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kadira Muhammad here. Uh, her website is at seedingwithsystems.com. Now, I should probably let everybody know this is your audio podcast. And we are doing this in advance. There will be a part two. Uh, Kadira will be joining us on a live show coming up September 21st, and that is our regular Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and hopefully we're going to dig a little bit more into how this relates to us as IT providers. Uh, Maybe we might have to spend some time. You may have to sit with me and show me how I can zap my business better. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to help you, Mark. It would be my pleasure. Okay. So I mentioned your YouTube site. You also have a Facebook group. Uh, is there anything else that you want to mention where people can go in the meantime before the live show? Um, right now, those two places would be perfect. Uh, you know, of course, the website Succeeding with Systems. We have a bunch of freebies on there for your, uh, your people to go ahead and take a look at it. But again, anything about time, automating, that's my thing. So our YouTube channel and also uh, my Instagram. Actually, it's uh, just my name, Kadira S. Muhammad. Okay, the IG. I'm not on that, so I'll have to get on there. Get you we got to put this podcast everywhere, Mark. Listen, I, I'm old. I, <laughs> <laughs> doing all this young people stuff. <laughs> um, and I do want to say, yes, uh, heading over to succeedingwithsystems.com, big pop-up there that says, uh, this is right up our alley, folks, overwhelmed with tech. Check out this free guide teaching you how to save 10 plus hours per week with this six-figure step. So that sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. we've been. I'm building out more of the guide as well because I really want it to be more in-depth versus just like a go here, go there, go that, go there. So if you're interested in that, it's going to be free. I think it's like 15 pages right now. So you're okay. not allowed All right. Well, Kadira, thank you very much for hopping on the show. And we look forward to doing the live show with you in September. And we may get a lot of people on here asking, uh, well, they're probably going to want to see how much I learned about Zap, Zapier. They're like, did she actually teach you anything? And we're going to be able to say yes, because I am going to work with Marv. I'm dedicated now. (laughs) Now now you're invested. Okay. I'm invested in this. I can't, I can't, I got to keep my word. All right. Well, Kadir, we will be talking obviously sooner than September 21st. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to join us again for the live show Wednesday, September 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back with Kadir Muhammad and uh, learning more about succeeding with systems.
Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you all then. All right, folks. We'll see you soon. And until then, holla.